Welcome to The Mindset. On this show, we interview athletes, entrepreneurs, and other successful individuals that have the mindset to win in the face of long odds. You'll hear what drives these amazing people and find inspiration to face the challenges in your own life. Our guest on today's show is Umama Kibria, founder of fitness startup Sweatpack and Forbes 30 Under 30 honoree. Kibria speaks about how she applies the grind to her work as a founder and fitness influencer. She shares her thoughts on building a community with her company and her ambitious plans for growth at Sweatpack. Here is Umama Kibria on The Mindset. All right, and so this is, if anybody doesn't know me, I'm a former NFL player, played eight years in the NFL. Uh, that was my jersey at Florida State University, where, right there, yep. And then that was me over here playing for the Detroit Lions. So, uh, so, but what happened is, and when I got done playing in the NFL, I wasn't really sure if my athlete or football mindset would translate into business mindset, all right? So if any athletes out there you know, show us some love in the comments. But we, and, and so more than anything, as I started working with founders and as I started working with different business executives, I started seeing like the mindset is kind of similar. And, um, and so I thought about why don't, why don't we talk about it so we can have different athletes see that the mindset is similar. And then I thought, well, who better to talk about it with than my favorite entrepreneur, founder, uh, CEO, executive, and Umama Kibria. So that's what we're doing tonight, guys. We're talking about the mindset between athletes, business executives, CEOs. And, uh, and I do want to, since you gassed me up early, I do want to gas you up a little bit. You know, if anybody who doesn't know Umama, Umama is the founder of Sweatpack, right? Umama, if you don't know this, has literally helped transform not thousands, but hundreds of thousands of lives. Right? She's always posting motivational stuff. She's helped thousands of people get to their fitness goals. She's been on Forbes 30 under 30. And if y'all don't know that, only 30 people can get that on the planet every year. Right? So I'm just saying, Umama is pretty freaking awesome. And so who better to talk about mindset than Umama? Umama, welcome to the mindset. Wow. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited to share because I think really that athlete mindset is so transferable everywhere. And what we're learning during this time during COVID is how focus, resilience is really the key to success. And I, I see so many athletes out there conquering this time period. And I think everyone can take on this mindset. So let's listen. Mm. Interesting that you said that. You see people conquering this time period, and a lot of people have feel like they've been conquered by this time period. All right. So, and that's something I guess a mindset that we can jump right into is kind of adversity. If any athlete knows anything, if you've heard one word, if you're an athlete, right? Especially if you were raised in the South, you heard, you heard, and you had your coach, he had a dip in his mouth. <laughs> Son. You've got to deal with adversity. Every, every, every player has had that coach and he's spitting on your face. Son, you've got to learn how to deal with adversity, right? Just like that. Um, so, like, so I'm going to ask you a question in business. And I'm not going to ask you the typical adversity question. I'm going to ask you this because I know you enough. What is something that would have made life so much easier when you started your business that if you would have had this thing or these things, it would have made life so much easier, but you didn't have them and you had to get through it. Like name some of those things that you just didn't have that you wish you would have had. Yeah, I got? think 
For me, uh, I am someone that advocates for using pain to empower you. So I definitely love the struggle a little bit, but some tools I wish I had would definitely be financial education. I think that is the crux of most entrepreneurs and why they run out of capital or don't know how to attain it. But that's because we're, we're illiterate and sometimes it's just not educated on how to manage our money properly. And I think that starts in the education system. And so if I had had that in college, I would have been uh, better set to be able to prioritize uh, my business before taking all these other ventures first. So definitely financial education. Uh, two would be being able to have a network outside of Atlanta when I first started. Um, you know, I am basically born and raised here. I was born in LA, moved here when I was three, but all I known is Atlanta, the Atlanta community. I got it on lockdown, but I had to put in that extra effort to go out and meet investors outside of here. Uh, I use social media as that way of getting it. But, you know, I, I think that's definitely what holds a lot of people back initially. But thankfully, I kind of took that road and shortcut way to get it anyways. Mm. Hey, I don't know if you heard that, but she said she has Atlanta on lock, period, right? Like straight up, has Atlanta <laughs> on absolute lock. <laughs> but uh, so, all right, so you didn't come in with the financial education that a lot of people may have had, right? And you didn't come in with that, just that extreme, extreme network outside of pretty much your home base. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question, though. All right, because this is the mindset, and I want to get a little inside your mind and how your mind works. So you not having those things, and also you being a girl, all right, and you being a quote-unquote minority, like what made you think that you could create a venture-scale business, even with all the quote-unquote limitations that you had? What made you think you could do that? What made you believe that? Yeah. It's an athlete mindset. And this is coming from a very non-athlete. My entire life, I didn't play any sports. My sorority sisters basically pushed me into flag football, and I became the most badass defensive end. I could probably take on your numbers, too. But, uh, you know, from that moment, I just really took on this athlete mindset of, you know, if I get past my comfort zone, that I'm willing to start learning to trust myself. So, uh, I always tell people two things are really what set me up for success. Number one, commitment. Commitment to just staying active, to getting uncomfortable, being okay with rejection, and being okay learning and having that student mentality. But two was community. It was what's, who, are, who am I surrounding myself with? You know, they, they talk about your top five, the people you are around. But for me, it was what's the type of content I'm consuming? What environments am I putting myself in? Who am I attracting into my life? And though the combination of those two things really made me have this mindset that I was unstoppable because I had the work ethic and I always had the community. And no one can out-hustle me because I have those two superpowers. And that's why I try to teach that to everybody. But really, when you have that crux, you have the foundation to launch, pivot, scale, anything. Mm, okay, so you believe you are unstoppable. So you actually believe that those sort of limitations were just learning periods for you to expand. Because I guess if you think about it like this, like if you had them, then you would never have to work for them. And if you never had to work for them, they don't really become part of you. You know what I mean? 
And so you had to use that. And you already said you out hustle anybody. And so, uh, you know, that's a good segue into the next question I have for you, man. We talk about hustling. We talk about grinding. We talked about grinding when we first started. You know, sometimes that word grind gets thrown around so much that it's like, it's kind of too much sometimes, right? It doesn't mean anything, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Like, what I, what I say is, a lot of people are in a rocking chair, right? They're moving, but they ain't going nowhere, right? And so, um, so what's your grind like? Like, not so much of how hard you work in terms of you getting up early, going to sleep late. You're going to do that anyway. But, like, what are some other unseen grinds that you have to do? Like, is it, like, balance in life? Is it, like, you know, you have to grind to even make yourself rest? Like, what are some strange grinds that are uh, specific to you? Okay, one grind that is probably the most, the reason for my success is I can create content at the speed of light. And while so many people are thinking of ideas and they're like, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do, I'm just like, I've already got it done. And that is the reason I can, I know I'm confident in launching anything. Uh, and I definitely have to dedicate a lot of time to that in my day. But I know I've actually incorporated into my day because I know it's part of the hustle. Uh, my mentor, Brian, is actually on here. And he was like, look, I know you're going to have to invest a lot of time in Sweatpack, but your grind is your brand. And that is what is actually elevating anything that you do. So that was really hey, real Real quick, hold on. I gotta cut you off. You said something that I think people need to hear. Okay, so you said that you have just this ability to create content like that. Okay, where did that come from? Because in the social world that we live in right now, like that is like one of the most important traits that you can have. Where does that come from, and how can you tell somebody how to pick that up? Like, what what is it something that you do to be able to create a content like that? Yeah, it's just confidence that whatever message you're gonna have has value it doesn't have to be the prettiest it doesn't have to speak to everybody but you know anytime you put something out in the world it is going to change someone's life or spark something in their mind and that is the only qualification i have before putting something out there right mm. uh, and i think too many people get caught up in too many details and then never execute but execution is what gets results and uh we can't overthink it and I know you are guilty of that. So, but you know, I don't tell anybody. Taking Andre actually is an example, guys. You know, Andre came to me about six months ago and said, "Hey, I'm interested in really launching my brand." I was like, "Okay, cool. What are you doing right now?" Because I don't see you activating on your platform. And that moment on, he started having his camera on at every event. He just started posting every day. It didn't matter who was responding to it, but he knew if he was consistent and he kept putting value out there, it would attract the people. And now look how much uh, beyond the game and your personal brand has grown because of that. Well, look at that. I mean, and, and that's true though, because I am a person like I want to make things perfect before I put them out there. But honestly, how can you make something perfect if nothing's perfect, right? And I think that's what we get, we get caught up on. But so like, uh, so I really appreciate that. And thanks for the nice words, more ego. I love it, I needed it. Um, but. So your grind also, like, what are some of the ways, like, do you, do you get enough rest or like, because I know a lot of people are thinking they have to do more. Like, what is your, I guess, what is your downtime? What is your offloading to where you're like, oh, hold on, brain overload, like, I have to stop. Like, how do you do that when you know there's so much to do? Yeah, um, I get a full eight hours of sleep. I am not team no sleep. I am team get your sleep and do better work. Um, I use the simple uh, or 
sleep cycle app. So it actually tells me like how my sleep cycles are, how long I'm resting, and I make it my goal to have this streak of I need to get eight hours every day. So I've made it an internal competition with myself. I've seen the quality of my work go up, my productivity. I'm nicer to people uh, because I'm well rested and I've taken care of myself. But also something people know me for is I don't really start my work day. Technically, I start content at like 10, 11 a.m., but I don't start meeting with people until after 12 o'clock because I know that's my time. I need to get in my workout. I need to have my meditation. And that's my creative hours because I know that's my time. That means I start working at 7 and I work till 8 or 9 p.m. And then I have a hard stop. My hard stops are making date nights with my boyfriend, making plans with my friends, uh, telling myself on my calendar, I got to go to a sweat pack and play football or whatever it is. But having that thing on my calendar that says you got to stop. It's mm, really okay. a lot. So, all right. So athletes who are out there, if, you, if you're hearing this, you know, a lot of times that even as an athlete, we feel like it's just always do more, right? Like our mindset is do more. And sometimes the mindset athlete should be, no, do what you need to do, but don't do too much, right? You got to do what you need to do. And a lot of times when we're doing too much, we're doing a lot of stuff that we don't need to be doing anyway. So we can just cut some stuff out, right? And I'm, and I'm sure as a founder, do you ever get into the trap of doing stuff that you don't need to be doing? Like, you know, or, or was that a problem with you before? I mean, it's still always a problem, right? When you're CEO, you're technically chief everything officer. So you do everything. But it is recognizing where does my time investment lead the uh, yield the most ROI. So I, my therapist actually taught me how to prioritize what I do and what I say yes to. So I use this thing called a have to, need to, want to list. So things on my have to are things that day, if I don't do it, it's going to die or it, the business won't survive. So I try to keep that list maybe seven to eight things and then uh, – need to list which is okay these are things that need to get done it would be nice i would feel more productive but it doesn't have to be done today and then want to this is where like your content ideas come up and you're just like i need to get toilet paper just random things so you put it down but it allows us to see yes i'm prioritizing these things because they align with my values and i know it's going to yield some form of an roi or serve my happiness and really, because I started being so much more selective with those yeses, I get to say no to the wrong things and get so many more opportunities. And I'm just a happier, more grateful person because of it. Okay, look. All right, so check this out. I and mean, that is so rich, y'all. You got to get this. But for an athlete, one of the things that we have such a hard time doing is saying no. All right? And I'll tell you why. Because ever since I've been a little kid, if coach says, hey, Fluellen, go run 10 sprints, what am I going to do? Yes, sir. If coach says, hey, Fluellen, go run through that brick wall, I will say, yes, sir. Right? And there's always a yes. We are have this yes mentality. And you're saying that having that have to, need to, want to list helps you say no. And you can say, oh, it doesn't fit my list. Sorry. The list says no for me. I don't even have to say no, right? Exactly. And yeah. the thing is, as athletes, you've got to take the driver's seat and you have to realize you are now coach. You are now the QB. You are now defense. Like you do everything and owning those positions. The thing that athletes do have is a mindset that is agile, right? They 
can be quick. They can pivot. They can do it all. But use that energy to do the things that you actually care about. And I promise it's so much more fulfilling, but it definitely takes practicing saying no. This is why I tell people to date themselves, where it's just activities where you are doing things solely because you want to do it. It serves your happiness. It serves your values. And when you are a value-driven thought leader, meaning the three to five things that you know serve your life goals, and if it doesn't fit in that bucket, it's got to go. And so by dating yourself, you start to um, get in this mindset of what fits into a yes and what fits into a no. Mm, wow. All right, when's the last time, where was the last place you took yourself on a date? Like, if, or um, if you had to, yeah, where's the last date place that you went, went for yourself? Yeah, um, I actually took a solo road trip um, to Greenville, South Carolina. Like, I was just like, you know what? I need to get away from Atlanta. What's the safest place I can go in just my car? Stay in a nice hotel, and it was just for one day. But it was, you know, I have a very healthy relationship with my boyfriend, with my family. But dating ourselves is not saying that you don't want them a part of your life. It's saying that, hey, I want a richer life with you, so I need to take time for myself and do things the way I want to so that I can come back and be totally present. So, uh, I mean, my trip was super simple. I stayed in downtown. I just walked around, had dinner by myself. I went to a gym and just read books outside, and it was amazing. And I think we all need to be able to schedule time like that for ourselves. That's that's awesome. I'm glad but you enjoyed yourself. You can that grand. You can all just right. go out to dinner, and I do that all the time by myself. Okay. Very cool. All right. Well, that's great advice, everybody. So, you know, we, we talked about adversity, and we talked about, like, you know, just – how do we uh how do how do we deal with you know with things in business like the last thing i want to talk about is how do we like what are some victories like i want to hear about so i had this i had this notion that every athlete or every founder i call it the james bond theory okay i'll tell you what the james bond the flu okay. james flu's james bond theory okay my james bond theory of life is somehow some way James Bond could be strapped to a two-ton brick underwater with 22 great white sharks swimming around him. And, like, he's about to die, and somehow, way, you hear, da-da-da-da, da-da-da, and it's just like, and he gets out of it, right? Like, somehow, way, it just happens. And those victories, because you know that he's going to get out of it, it makes you want to watch it because you want to say, how am I going to get out? How's he going to get out of this? But at the same time, you want to watch it because you know he's going to get into those situations, too. All right. So check this out. Tell us about a couple, you know, if you've had any James Bond moments or I would say Jane Bond moments in your business life where it was just like, hey, I had to have this victory or like I was toast. You got any of those? Uh, yeah, I have plenty of those. Um, I feel like I share the journey of going through that all the time. So, yes, I think people see me and okay. they're like, oh, She's a Forbes 30 under 30. She's going to be speaking at TED. She's won $20,000 in grants and all these accelerator programs through Atlanta Tech Village and through uh, Venture Atlanta is one of the top 42 tech startups in the Southeast. You know, I've had a lot of those landmark moments, but what I enjoy the most is the journey of getting it. I love being turned down. I love having rejection because I call those people out and I show the journey of it. So what my community knows me for is I'll show them when my bank account is at a dollar. I'll show them when I got a rejection letter because 
people care more about that journey. When they know you are a leader that has worth ethic, hustle, and a community, they know you're going to get out of it. You're going to have some success story from it. And I listed some of those for me. But what I care about communicating more is what are, what's the down look like? Like getting uh, disowned from my family, that was a pretty big one that uh, my community saw me go through uh, last year or two years ago. And then, you know, this year, just this year, they just started accepting me as me. They met my boyfriend for the first time. They actually acknowledged me as an entrepreneur. They're proud of me. Like, you know, people knew would most likely get to that point of acceptance acceptance but they needed to see what I was doing to be able to re uh to get that um relationship back Ooh, all right look I gotta ask you this all right so you're able to do that but your audience and your community what if they're not like what if that's a struggle for them like how can you especially in the world of likes right in the world of if I'm liked I'm liked right like how do how can you tell people how to authentically be vulnerable with your audience and communicate like I'm struggling without in, instead of because this world says no the people who were just who just have it are the people who are successful like how are you able to co convince people that the other way is the real way like what, what would you tell your community that far yeah like I if I can't if Andre can't be authentic like how can you say flu Dre hey figure it out like be authentic like wh what do you say sorry go ahead being authentic is the most blanket statement out there nowadays. People kind of lost what the meaning is, but I think it is showing value, right? Like educating during the process, not being online to complain about this is my life, pity me. It's, hey, this is what I'm going through, but here's where I'm confident I'm going to be. So watch me in my journey, but showing the worth of it, showing the journey. So yes, I could show people, hey, this is sweat pack. This is our launched app. We have this much money in venture, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like, cool. You'll see that on uh, Crunch one day. But what I care more about is showing people, this is how many no's. Here's the person that said no to me. Here's what I'm doing today. Here's how you guys are a part of it. Here's, like, the money. Basically, just showing the journey of it. And I think it comes with knowing that whenever you're sharing a story, there is a valuable takeaway that someone that might be going through the same thing can take and apply to their life. And that's really what has been the biggest um, turning point for me and why so many people trust me. All right. So athletes, all right, if you're out there, you got to hear this because we've been taught to be super macho and be super like you can't even show that you're struggling. Like, dude, we used to get cussed out for putting our hands on our knees because we're tired, right? Like you can't do that. You have to stand straight up. You have to breathe because, as they say, there's more oxygen up high than there is on the ground, which I don't know what kind of science that is, but oh, oh well. You put your hands up your head. That's how you actually get better breath, but that's science. Okay, well, that's. Well, I don't think they knew that part. I think okay. they just said that there's, there's, a, there's a higher oxygen concentration up high than there is near the grass. That's just, we'll go with that, all right? Again, we're from the South. But anyway... But as an athlete, a lot of times we have this mentality that we have to be that. We have to be just just strong. And so, so many athletes, including myself at times, have been struggling so much internally and we never are vulnerable and authentic. And that authenticity doesn't just help me getting it out, but it helps somebody. Like if you're going through something, it helps you. So you're saying that this authenticity drives value for both parties. 
me and you, that we're sharing in life together. And that's what this is all about, really. All right, honestly. So that's, no, that's it's pretty interesting. I've never thought about it like that. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. All I right. First step, though, just for athletes that are trying to transition is first start off by showing your wins. Show the transformation of where you used to be and where you are right now and show a couple of those. So you build up your own confidence that, hey, I've done this, I can do this again. And then go more into the authentic journey, but have like three wins that you present first. Okay, all right, got you. All right, well look, so guys, so this is what we talked about. We talked about going through adversity, right? And then and then we talked about like, just how to deal, how to deal with certain things in business. And the last thing that we talked about was like just just some wins so we got to have some victories but she said her victory really is authenticity okay and so but as we end this because this is all about mindset as we end this i do want to do something a little bit fun with, with you because we run out of, we're running out of time so i like to call this the fast five all right fast five we got five questions because i want to know more about umama all right what do people call what's your nickname what do people call you umams with an s for some reason i want to call you kibs does anybody call you kibs K-I-B-S? I tried. It didn't, it didn't stick. No? Nah, so, ooh moms. Ooh moms, yeah. That's not really a... That's not shorter, though. It's the same amount of letters, I isn't know, it? It sounds cool. It does sound cool, though. It does. Ooh moms. All right, I like that. All right, ooh moms. All right, so you're fast five. All right. Question number one. Let me grab my paper. All right, question number one. I got it written down. Hmm. You ready? Yeah. You ready? You sure? Love All right. Know. If you could have any superpower, what superpower would you have? Any superpower? Uh, flying. I had a dream about this last night, I swear. I was flying in my dream. I'm in your mind. This is the mindset. This was meant to be. This was meant to be. I told you I'm in your mind. All right, flying. She wants to fly away from everybody. All right, cool. Question number two. And you people are probably know this. I might switch it up. But, okay, all right. So if this was the... If, this, if the universe was reversed, all right, and if you had to eat unhealthy to be healthy, and you could only have one choice of thing to eat every day, what are you going to eat? What is your just oh. un hmm? hot Cheetos? Everybody knows that I'm obsessed with hot Cheetos, and they just came out with hot Cheeto mac and cheese that I'm literally about to go and get from Walmart because it launched today. <laughs> right, hot Cheeto mac and cheese? Mac and cheese. They have three different flavors. Are you serious? Oh my god! I'm, I'll send you the pic. Look, I, I I I have to be honest with you. I hate hot Cheetos and I hate mac and cheese. Two things I do not like at all. Sorry, sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I, a thousand calorie or a hundred? What, what's that calorie challenge you did? Uh, I had to eat twenty. I had to eat twenty thousand calories a day. So, but uh. Well, that's yeah. what my diet would be, just eating that. Uh, hot Cheetos. <laughs> so have you seen the hot Cheeto... Um, Lobster tails? Have you seen those? No. So people crumble up the hot Cheetos and like and put the base and put them on on lobster tails and deep fry the lobster tail on hot Cheetos. Check it out. Oh my god! Okay, I gotta make yeah. that happen. Yeah, yeah, gotta make that. Okay, all right, we're, we're getting off topic. You got me off topic. Hold on. All right, so back to all right. So question number three. You got to get this one. All right, this is a strange one. Okay. What color is your favorite number? Hmm, you got to think about it. So here, I'll, I'll, I'll ask it a different way. What's your favorite number? And then when you think about it, what color is it? Crimson. Six. What's your favorite number? Six is crimson. Interesting. Have you ever thought about that before? 
No. Why is it crimson? You don't even know why it's crimson, do you? I mean, to me, red is powerful, and okay. I'm an Alabama fan, so I just thought jersey numbers, and I saw your jersey in the back, so. <laughs> Roll time. Oh, did you freeze? I think I froze. I froze. My bad. I froze. I wasn't just staring at you. Yeah, I wouldn't sure. give you the death stare. I, I froze. I promise. Okay. Sure. All right. All right. So here's a cool one. All right. I like asking this question like this. If the only way you got access to another 24 hours is by enjoying your day to the fullest and highest for you, not for anybody else, but for you. Okay. What would you do if you could not? So it's not the if the only had one more day to live. No, the only the, the only way that you could live another day is to enjoy today. What would you be doing today? Oof, I would be on Venice Beach. Uh, I would start my day at Gold's Gym, get a poke bowl afterwards, have acai bowl on the beach, and just mm. lay out and then hang out and go to Muscle Beach and then um, do yoga at the park. It is literally all i do whenever i go to la and i could just live that day forever and ever mm. no venice beach gold's gym muscle beach what venice beach po wake up gold's gym poke bowl venice beach muscle beach yoga together chill all right i like okay. that all right last okay. one hey uh gothic guy out there said his favorite jersey is that blue and black lion jersey i appreciate that dude hey. all right last last question last question if you could go back to 16-year-old Umama and you could tell her one thing to do and one thing not to do, right? If you could change two things, just one thing to do and one thing not to do, what would be the things that you tell 16-year-old Umams? Damn, that's an emotional question. Mm. Um, I would tell her, don't worry about pleasing your friends. Mm, worry about okay. yourself. Okay. And you said one good thing, or so one thing to so that's the thing to not do, right? Don't worry about your yeah, friends, not, okay? One thing to do, and then one thing to do: play sports. Damn it, Umami, you should play sports. <laughs> I was like club president of everything, but I yeah. did not play sports. Mm. Didn't play sports. All right, everybody. Well, look, everybody, give Umams a great round of applause uh, for going through our fast five. And then, uh, as always, we do want, because there are some, you know, investors and things like that on, that, that may be on here. We do want to let Umams tell about Sweatpack a little bit, right? I told her she's the best pitcher I have ever seen. She has the best pitch, period. And so let her give a minute or so about Sweatpack and about why she loves it and about why she's awesome. Go! Awesome, guys. I think it starts with my passion. Um, my passion is for connecting people through fitness. And after working out at over 400 gyms, connecting with over 100,000 people, I learned it is hard being consistent with fitness. So that's why my team and I developed Sweatpack, which is a platform connecting people to group workouts and sports leagues and virtual challenges. So it's a fun way to be active, stay accountable, find a team, football, soccer, yoga, CrossFit. You guys work out every single week and start being accountable. Mm, she did not disappoint me. The best, I told you, she's the best business pitcher at all, of all time. Seriously. All right, guys. Well, look, I hope you got something out of this. Mindset. Mindset for business. Mindset for athletes. Very, very similar. For all you business folks that are in that struggle, look at Umama. You can do it, right? For all you athlete folks in that struggle, hey, look at me. You can do it. I've been through it too, right? So we can all do it if we do this collectively. As she says, 
with a community and with authenticity. Guys, thank you for so much for being on the mindset. Umams, umams, kibs. I like kibs though too. <laughs> I like kids. I like kids too. <laughs> I, can I can I call you kibs? You can call me kibs. I can call you kids. All right. Kids, thank you so much. Anything else you got to say to people? No, guys, just keep hustling. Be active out there and make some friends during this time. I know it's hard, but there's so many ways of being social still. Absolutely. And you can always reach out to me personally, too, on my own personal Insta. This is the Beyond the Game Instagram. It's my flu.com. It's my own personal Instagram, F-L-U-D-O-T-C-O-M. If you wanted to reach out to me and I'll, I'll follow you back and all that good stuff. And let's just have a good time in life together. All right. Thank you, Andre. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Peace. Bye, guys.